So little kids obviously think of people in broad categories. Those are the adults. Those are the grown-ups. Those are the teachers. Those are the firefighters. Those are the people uh, uh, in the store. Those are the people driving. Just in big, broad categories. Obviously, when the kids grow up to be adults, at least physically and age-wise, there's not. Uh, it's not so often that there's a change in understanding that accompanies uh, uh, that growth. And we continue, consequently, to think of people simply in broad categories. When we grow up, it's maybe a little bit more practical. We think... Uh, these are the people that can benefit me. These are the people that can hurt me. This is These are the people doing a service for me. These are the people that are my family. These are the people that are my coworkers. But we're still thinking in these big, broad categories. So we obviously can do a favor to ourselves by trying to look beneath the surface and, and trying to understand what it is that people really are. So first of all, uh, we understand we exist. We, we're a subject to ourselves. Everybody else comes across as an object to us, maybe it's a little more complicated than that, but that's a narrative we can give that that uh, we can say it's close enough. Uh, people come across as objects to us as characters uh, and uh, the depth that we attain in our understanding of others in our relationships is commensurate to our effort, to our wisdom. If we simply stay on the superficial animalistic surface, we'll, we'll never uh, again go beyond these basic categories. This is a person that can help or hurt me in, in this or that way. And if we try, we can really go to, to uh, depths, that the limit of which we don't know because we don't really know truly what a person is. Nobody knows. And certainly it's not as simple. It's icy, not just the body. And it's also not simply, um, you know, something that's our immediate point of consciousness. We see that associated with each person is uh, is bottomless depths of, of what psychologists might call an unconsciousness, the, whatever one would call it. But there's a, there's no way to, to just uh, clearly circumscript what we mean by a person. So we see uh, uh, when we see bodies, uh, we they stand for something. They stand for some kinds of ideas. For example, we see a stop sign. It stands for uh, the idea that we have to stop. Uh, to avoid an accident or to drive safely. So it's the same thing. We see a particular body and it stands for a whole potentially limitless, endless world for unbelievable complexity, for just uh, unbelievable things. The simplest body in the simplest place. It, that, that's what it stands for. So uh, you see uh, there's specific things. Each person is an individual in his or her own way, but there's also some maybe broader things that, are, that, that we can consider uh, as we attempt to understand other people better. So for one thing, we can ask, what is it? What is this process of growth that uh, would appear to, to be going on? Because again, we look at babies. Oh, those are the, the little things that wear diapers and uh, they they feed from a bottle. How cute. But if we think in a different way, how can we think about babies, for example? So we can think about them as little seeds, for example, as acorns. And the whole idea would be for them to blossom and for them to sprout. But what is what does sprouting look like for a person, for a plant? Seems to be obvious. It, it has to grow. But what is real growth for a person? Is it the growth of um, culture? Is it the growth of knowledge? Is it the growth of uh, um, you know physical ability? So it's a, it can certainly be all of that. And it is all of that in which in cases where it's had successfully in, in a person uh, who grows, completely grows intellectually, grows uh, morally, grows emotionally and all that. But if we were to ask what is all that growth really in relation to what is the the what's the word summum bonum or something that what's really the the prize here what what is it really that we're aiming for we would say it's to escape the contractedness and the narrowness that we start out with meaning we see that a baby is a tiny little contracted point uh, of individuality it's uh, it conceived in terms of a few basic sensations 
few very basic ideas. So if we, as the, the baby grows into a kid, the, the individuality becomes a little bit broader. Now I, I identify myself in this broader way. I'm, I'm the son or daughter of so-and-so. I like this and that. Uh, these are my uh, little hobbies. These are my little interests. I, these are the storybooks I like to read and the movies I like and so forth. So we continue to grow in this expansion of individuality. And ideally, when the growth process is unimpeded at a certain age, we kind of flow into the, the, the whole, the so say, meaning we, we lose our narrowness. We're no longer simply bound down to this tiny little point uh, of bodily, of, of corporal, uh, of psychological existence. And, and it's difficult then to describe um, what we are, but we're not what we were. We're not simply uh, uh, what a child is. What a baby is. And then obviously the whole view of life changes. We're not looking at death the same way and we're not looking at life the same way. And, and it's a very, very different view. It, but obviously this process uh, fails most of the time because it's very, very difficult. And there's an endless, would say infinite amount of things that can go wrong and consequently lead to uh, the stoppage of this expansion of, of oneself. And uh, the, the outcome of this we see uh, is what is... is is what what uh, is the, the bodies of what we would call senior citizens stand for, meaning we see that in, in the vast, vast majority of cases where this process fails uh, and, and that we simply have this discarded shell of a person that is clinging on to, to the tiny little uh, point of vanity and ego, uh, that's what how, how we would look at it then. It's a, it's a process of, of expansion into uh, the into the hole that has failed, right? And it's not to say that obviously every single uh, person that, that is... Um, Every single senior citizen is indicative of that idea, but by and large, they are. And it's not, again, we also, right, because we see every single baby body is indicative of the baby idea. There's no real, like that movie Benjamin Button, there's no real Benjamin Buttons where we see a baby, oh, that might be a baby that can talk and, and communicate and such. But uh, obviously, senior citizens, there are ones that presumably succeed and they would presumably look the same. Maybe they'd look a little happier than other ones, but they, they would look the same. But we would say that if we go into an average senior citizen, is in home and we're going to see uh, let's say 99 of, out of 100 if not usually more realistically 100 out of 100 people that have failed in this process and now are awaiting their annihilation as they perceive it's a very depressing thing there's food things sadder in the world uh, uh, than uh, a person who's failed to escape his or her selfishness and narrowness and now hunkers down and is clinging on to to, uh, to, to that narrowness again in the face of of, uh, of everlasting annihilation. It's a very, very sad thing. But this obviously is, is our universal fate unless we take drastic measures to continue to grow, to continue to water the seed and, and to expand into the whole. And uh, we see that uh, the way to do that, uh, broadly speaking, is the path of truth. We have to stay on the path of truth. We cannot uh, uh, corrupt our thinking. We cannot corrupt our view of things. We have to advance step by step excuse me, into the light toward the infinite to so say uh, by hanging on to the cult tales of truth, meaning we don't corrupt, we don't change things based on our preferences, based on our uh, desire to have our desires met, to be willful in our opinions and in our views and all of this. We have to put the truth at number one and then we have to change ourselves to accommodate the truth and we have to keep doing that and we have to keep serving people selflessly. We have to keep working on our character, on our personality, on our mind, on our understanding of all things as best as we can per our abilities. And then we can hope to avert the otherwise catastrophic process that occurs for or end that, that awaits each and every one of us who fails. And we can, you know, it's not something that, that a person can say is 
you know, I don't know that I have the, the ability. I don't have the intelligence. That sounds like it's something for people that are wise or for people that are, are great or something like this. But we would say that this is a moral question. It's not a question of E equals MC squared. It's not a question of learning theoretical math or physics. This is a question of becoming selfless. And we can do that based on our ability based on our understanding that whatever we have, whatever capacities of conceptual thought that we have, unless we have severe, severe congenital intellectual disorders where we're hardly conscious of ourselves and we, we can't be communicated with, even at the lowest levels of what we would call intelligence, it's possible to undergo the proper moral process and expand ourselves. We just have to be honest. We just have to be truthful individuals. And, uh, and go from there. But that obviously is, is too high of a price to pay. And, and consequently, we see our intelligence doesn't help us. It only hurts us. We see that the smarter people are usually the more corrupted they are because there's that many more factors to take into account and to, to be honest and truthful about. So we see there's nothing to be envious of as it concerns abilities or as it concerns uh, intelligence. Our intelligence is not going to save us. Our talents are not going to save us. Our skills and abilities are not going to save us. Only selflessness can save us. Only escaping from that finite narrow contraction that we start out with can save us and that way even if we have no special talents and we're not rich and we and we're not smart and many other knots we still will succeed fundamentally in in what life is all about so we can think about it thank you for listening